1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on
1: Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh.
0: (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. But all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
0: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
2: Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist.
1: Well, since we're talking about attachment styles today, I've always said, I just want to be in your skin, like attached, attached, like under that first layer. What is that, the dermis layer? You dead ass? <laughs> dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen.
0: And I'm DeVal.
1: And we're the Ellis's.
0: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
0: Wait, I make you need therapy?
1: Most days wow (laughs) oh and one more important thing to mention we're married
0: yes sir we Mm -hmm. are we created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics
1: things most folks don't want to talk about
0: through the lens of a millennial married couple dead ass is a term that we say every day so when we say dead ass we're actually saying facts 100 the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth (laughs) we about (laughs) to take pillow talk to a whole new level
1: Dead ass starts right now.
0: I'm, this is a very recent story. It's dealing with with Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're outside practicing basketball as we always do, and um, this is full transparency here. I'm preparing my son for life outside of these walls, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was playing sports, I used to get screamed at, pushed at curse that like your coach wants to get everything out of you but they also created adversity at practice so that the games are never too much so when we're training I'm going through the same process I'm screaming I'm cursing I'm hollering I'm, I'm pushing them, I'm doing and everything and I remember he got through the practice and at the end of the practice um he had like tears in his eyes mm-hmm. and I was like hey come talk to me what's the matter and he's just like um I was like, you want to cry and he was just like yeah and I was like why he's like you know you just you know you was really really hard on me And we had a conversation for about an hour and a half. The conversation was longer than the training session. Mm. And I tried to explain to him that I am preparing him for when he goes to his first high school practice. Mm -hmm. That no matter what the coach says, no matter what the fans say, no matter what your teammates say, you'll have the mental fortitude to push through and focus on what the goal is. Mm -hmm. But the only way I can prepare you for that is to kind of simulate that type of environment here so you learn how to go through it. Mm. And we always finish the practice with a hug. He don't want me to kiss him no more. Before, oh, it used I know to be I hug him, kiss him on the top of the head, tell him I love him. But now I hug him, I tell him no kiss, right? And he'd be like, no, no kiss. <laughs> and I still tell him I love him. But it it made me realize how my interactions with my son every single day are going to frame who he is and how he responds to people in life.
3: Mm.
0: It also Showed me that he does have the mental fortitude to get through a practice, but at the end he still needed that affirmation from me that everything was okay. Because yeah. he was like, "I was afraid that you were mad at me," mm. and I was just like, "I'm I'm not mad. I'm just pushing you." Right. So it. it you know, of course it hurts. People don't realize this. As a dad, you know when your parents just say, that's going to hurt me more than it hurts you? Yeah. It hurts me to scream and curse and push him when he's being lazy and just be on top of him. But I feel like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we talk about this all the time. I'm never going to be the parent that people want me to be on social media. Right. Because I don't want to be a detriment to my children. So I'm going to be a, the parent that I have to be. Absolutely. So they'll never see that side of me on social mm-hmm. media. But on the podcast, I can at least tell stories about how I truly parent. Right. And um, just looking in his eyes at the end and seeing the, the happiness at the end. Yes. After going through all that. Yes. And then when I'm walking upstairs, him jumping on my back uh-huh. and holding me was affirmation for me. Yes. That he knows that his dad loves him. Yeah,
1: he ain't gonna kiss you. No, he not gonna kiss he me. Ain't gonna that's kiss that's, you that's over. Kiss you. Me no. not doing kisses anymore. But <laughs> just just so you know, I get kisses
0: still. You do as he, as he should. He should kiss him
3: and love his mom.
1: <laughs> and I love that. So I had a couple songs that were floating through my head. I actually told you about one, and I just thought of another one because so Home karaoke's Girl, on you today. Home Girl hey, just buddy. came back out with a song that I started putting okay. on, and it was cute because it's like it, it just makes me think of my boys and stuff like that. But also mm-hmm. since we're talking about attachment styles and how when our children are babies up to mm-hmm. 18 months old mm-hmm. is when we're really setting the tone for what their attachment style is going to be like it made mm-hmm. me think of this song by Adele okay <laughs> and I always you these always put these
0: these people who have like the range of God to yes.
1: sing
3: <laughs> because <laughs> but they always
1: have the best songs Man. so what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna do my girl Adele a disservice in this moment I'm going to speak her lyrics today like it's a poem <laughs> all right my little love i see your eyes widen like the ocean when you look at me so full of my emotions i find it hard to be here sincerely i know you feel lost it's completely my fault or it's my fault completely tell me you love me i love you a million percent so like just little things like that it makes me
0: think no 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 no, no. can you you snap Yeah. The word of the day from KK. <laughs> we heard what you say.
1: Bay
3: babe. Ooh,
1: ooh. But think <laughs> about it. It just makes me think about like how you look at this child who has wide eyes that look at you with this loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that child can be lost. And it's our fault because we're just as lost. And we're just yeah. trying to figure this shit out. But you know what? Our guest today is going to help us with a little insight into these attachment styles. So we can get ourselves together as parents. So there we can go. start to break these cycles.
0: All right. So let's take a quick break and then uh, come back with the guests.
1: This show is sponsored by better help. Listen, y'all losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because...
1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash?
1: I just said our cash isn't content. Shh.
0: (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite... Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated near body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right. So one thing we're gonna do on Dead Ass with Kadena Deval is, if we have a good time with a guest, yes, we gonna bring that person back. Absolutely. All right. So this person needs little introduction because I feel like she was so impactful the last time we had yes. her on that people have been asking. We need a little bit more loving from Miss Delena. <laughs> so we have back uh, for season seven, Delena Zimmerman. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you? Great. Great. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, another year, but we all see, still need, I think, in the new year, some help, a little loving on, and we felt like you'd be the perfect person to have back on to talk about attachment styles
0: now we're gonna need some help with this because I was just now finally catching on to the love languages and now there's something else <laughs> that we have to start thinking about there are it's more things a it's a lot it's a lot it's
1: a lot I think it just makes sense because I think we all know someone who is a bit clingy in relationships, right? Someone who gets very nervous about distance or always needs to be up under their partner. I joke and say to DeVal sometimes, Delena, that sometimes I just wish I could be like under that first layer of skin. Like I just want to be in your skin sometimes. Yes. And the other times I'm just like, he don't be joking. She I want to be, be far away.
0: She don't be joking, Delena. <laughs> She'd be serious. Every time De- I'm getting serious. ready to go, she's like, so so where are we going?
1: <laughs> are we going I'm together? Like, We're are not we going, going
3: nowhere.
0: I'm going to the bathroom, <laughs>
3: you creep.
1: I'm coming with you. <laughs> or you might just know someone who seems to be more careless when it comes to relationships, right? They might quickly move from one relationship to another. Well, what if we told you that these characteristics are developed by a person as young as 18 months old? yikes now we have as you know four boys right delana so three of them are already far gone if we're looking at yeah. 18 months but yeah. we have yeah. hope with dakota our new <laughs> baby <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so attachment styles are a person's specific way of relating to others in relationships right yeah. A person's attachment style is shaped and developed in early childhood and are thought to mirror the relationships we've had with our caregivers as children and infants. So today, we're going to talk to Delena Zimmerman more about the specific attachment styles, what they are, and how we can use them to build, uh, maintain healthy relationships with ourselves and with others. So Delena, how are you? I'm great,
2: and I'm so happy we're having this conversation.
1: I agree. I agree. So let's dive right in. Um, what are these specific attachment styles? How are they developed, and how do these show up in relationships? You can unpack that for us.
2: Well, that's a lot. So, uh-huh. a whole lot. <laughs> let's just think about. You said um, it starts in childhood, right? It starts in infancy, and although we were there, we don't have the exact memory of it, right? So, but it shaped us. And so um, I think when we become a certain age, we don't really think of ourselves as an infant anymore that we actually pass through that phase. But if you think about it, there were exchanges and transactions of attachment. There was attachment behavior. There were hugs, an infant Mm -hmm. needs and an infant um, primarily like um, instinctually knows that its needs are going to be met. However, if you're in an environment or you have a primary caregiver that doesn't have the capacity to meet your needs or maybe distracted or insensitive or drunk for that matter and doesn't have the ability to meet the needs of the child the child becomes helpless and hopeless rage occurs in the infant and the infant draws the conclusion that i'm not good my mother's not good and I'm not safe. And so actually mm-hmm. in the first year of life, first 18 months of life, the child develops its trust or mistrust of its environment. So just kind of hold that for a minute. Just mm-hmm. think about that. And people who, had, uh, who have um, insecure attachments in their childhood often pass it on to their children. Mm. So let's just, I just want to start there mm. foundationally
3: hmm. Right.
0: So pretty much what you're saying is it's our responsibility as parents in the first 18 months to teach our children that it's OK to trust people yes. and trust themselves.
2: And the only way to do that is to meet their needs. OK, so culturally, sometimes children don't get their needs met because of, let's say, economic situations. I can't have a spoiled baby. So I let the baby right. learn how to cry it out. Uh-huh. Uh, I was thinking of that right.
1: or wh- how that correlates to it. Or you think about the uh, maternity leave that women are given in America, six weeks, most places. Yes. So in six weeks, what kind of relationship are you developing with your baby where you may have to then put this baby in daycare or have this baby cared for by a nanny or a babysitter or a family member. So that really just <laughs> thinks about right. how impactful that time is. How do you feel about that cry it out real quick? Because we're kind of at that phase, Delina, right now in this moment where we're debating on the whole sleep training and when that comes into pass right. and when that should happen. Right. What are your thoughts on that?
2: It's a balancing act. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one answer. Um, soothing the child without picking the child up is one thing you can do as well. Right. So maybe patting the back, acknowledging, I know you feel restless right now. I know you're uncomfortable because if the child is fit and the child is dry, then the child just, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe there it requires cuddling. And you mm-hmm. love and hug and secure the child. There's that word, security, right? You secure mm-hmm. the child and then you give the child the opportunity to learn to self-soothe. Mm.
0: You know what's funny? I just saw a meme the other day that talked about how from slavery there was no uh, mental health concerns about slaves after you released them, after um, Jim Crow South. If you think about all of the abandonment issues that people had developed through our culture from being ripped from their parents and being forced to cry it out or dealing with um, violence or pain as a way to teach lessons, Mm -hmm. it, it kind of Makes you realize how we as a culture have continued to be sick because of all of these, you know, abandonment issues that we then pass down to the next generation because that's all we know. Mm. Am I right? You are right.
2: You are right. Much of what happens culturally has a lot to do with being descendants of the enslaved. if We just take one um, attachment, insecure attachment style, which to the point you're making, Deval, is called uh, dismissive or avoidant. It's an insecure attachment. So if you were raised to be strong and move on, grow up, deal with it, if if that's sort of like your family Mm, didn't have the capacity for emotion, whether it was good emotion or negative emotion, you were taught to stuff it. That individual grows up not feeling um, that they that their feelings matter, that they can trust the environment, that they can trust the family with their emotions. So they learn how mm-hmm. to stuff it. What does this person look mm-hmm. like as an adult? Oftentimes they're in control. They're confident. They do well in the world. They have you know, lots of friends and they're social and they have lots of lovers. But when it's time to connect, when it's time to become intimate and vulnerable, they start backing off. They start getting annoyed Mm. and agitated by your breathing and, you know, Mm. the color of your fingernails and, you know, Uh. things like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So that was, which one? You said dismissive. Avoidant. Which
2: starts out as a child. They call it avoidant and child Mm. attachment. But as you become an adult, it becomes more, it's called dismissive avoidant. Gotcha.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: You know, what's funny that that sounds like how we raise our young men. Like that's how I was raised to, you know, no one can see you be hurt. You don't cry. You know, if you have an issue, you learn how to think I, t- I tell this to my boys all the time. You have to learn how to self-soothe. You know, we, we talk about sharing our emotions, but you don't realize how some of the things that you have learned growing up can create those attributes. Because a lot of things you just described, described how I was when we first met. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I was never into just being with one woman. It was always a, a bunch of people. And the minute I got close with someone, it was like, all right, on to the next. Yeah. You know. But but that goes back to being raised to t- take my feelings, keep it inside, mm. don't share my feelings with anybody else. You know.
1: But then that took a turn when I came along, and he was like, oh, she's the one.
3: Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> so, we, does that show how a
1: romantic it. relationship can then maybe, if it's the right person or the right timing, does that affect how your attachment
2: style changes? Well, with if we just take this one in particular, the person thinks highly of themselves, or you know, has a positive thought about themselves, but not necessarily a positive thought about other people. So, when that changes, mm-hmm. then you have the ability, right, to feel more secure. When you connect and more with, you know, being vulnerable. So he began mm-hmm. to see that people weren't so scary. That's really what it was. You came oh, at that the time sense. when there was an opening.
3: Mm.
0: Wow. Nah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It really does make a lot of sense. Because once I realized that you were, it's going to sound crazy, but worthy of my time and trust, then I started to open up and say, you know what, this isn't as bad. But remember at first when you were just like, I love you. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Like, I I didn't know what to say. You know, I was just kind of like, ah, this is moving too fast. And I fought it for a long time. Uh I was like, this ain't what I want. I don't want a girlfriend. I want to be able to explore. And it wasn't until I trusted that you were of super value that I was like, let's do this.
1: I also wonder, does this, or maybe Delena, you can speak to this. Does that happen at maybe transitional points in people's lives? Because when I came along and we met, he was leaving high school, transitioning into college. So it's like a new environment, new goals, mm-hmm. new things happening in life. So are people more, uh, I guess, open to or susceptible to changing their attachment style, depending on
2: maybe a traditional transitional time in life? Potentially. I mean. You know, everyone's an individual. you know, so potentially, but some people live their whole lives and never trust. Remember we're talking mm-hmm. about trust or mistrust that was established in the first year of life. You're shaped that way. And so if you continue to have experiences that prove that people are untrustworthy, then it begins to affirm the mistrust concept and you never open yourself. And what makes it so painful is because this person wants to love. This person is a human being. They want to feel connected. They want to love, but they find resources like women that they can plug into or men that they can plug into sexually or people who will tolerate a piece of my love. So they never get to evolve.
0: Oh, you know what's crazy? I've always felt like I had some abandonment issues because remember when my parents used to take us to Tennessee and leave for eight weeks? Yeah. I did not trust people because my parents would, we would go to sleep at night. And then wake up and my parents would be gone. And I remember from like my earliest childhood memories, waking up, running out the room, and my parents not being there. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Where, where's my dad? Where's my mom? And I remember my Nana being like, oh, they left. They went back to New York. Yeah. And I was like, damn, they ain't even say bye. Mm. Like, And I, I remember feeling like, like you can't trust nobody. Like people just leave you.
2: hmm Mm-hmm. But
0: but it never resonated that it was going to make me into an adult that did that to other people. Oh, you couldn't have known. Yeah. But
2: I want to add to that. People who love you leave you.
0: Mm. Mm, that's true. People who love you leave you because it was my parents. Dang. I didn't even realize how much that. Created the person I am today. cause it, But it, but it, in a way, it did make me this independent person that I only trusted myself. It made me confident because I felt like I made through things on my own. So now I know I don't have to trust nobody. I can make it through life on my own.
1: Wait, so you say people who love you leave you. What does that mean? Because that, to me that's Well, that's what... No, that's what I told myself. That's what it translated. People who know. love you oh, I see.
0: leave you. Like that's that's how it felt like. Oh well,
1: damn. Well I ain't go nowhere. So how does that work? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's we talked about the change. Right,
1: yes.
2: What
0: what are the other three? Yeah. well, the other what three, the other obviously three
2: there's only one secure attachment, and it's called secure, secure autonomous. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one. That's the one, that's our goal. And you can mm. change your attachment, like it can improve, you can earn higher attachment. Our all of our goals are secure attachment. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other one is mm-hmm. preoccupied. Anxious, preoccupied, and this one is was also called ambivalent for children. Okay, okay. so um, this one is where there's an inconsistency with the caregiver, and so I'll give an example. So um, yeah. when you're a little kid, maybe you touch the ashtray, and I know I'm aging myself by even saying there's an ashtray on the table. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so maybe you grab the ashtray, and your mom says, "Oh, baby." Don't touch that ashtray. Oh, she's so cute. She's growing up. She's touching. You know, she's she's can grab things mm. now. And then mm. the next week, the baby has registered this love from touching the ashtray. So the baby touches the ashtray again. And this time, mom says, "I told you don't touch that ashtray. Get over mm. there. Stop mm. touching stuff." So it creates a confusion. The child experiences mm. praise by touching the ashtray once and then experiences discipline or Um, you know, like sharpness when they touch the ashtray. So the child doesn't know what they're going to get from this parent now. Sometimes I get praise and sometimes I get punishment for the same thing. And it creates this Mm. preoccupied person with relationships. See, attachment is based on this um, experiment they did called the strange situation. They put a child, a one-year-old child in a room with the parent. The parent left the room. The mother left the room. And a stranger came into the room. And so what they did was notice the child's interaction with the stranger. And then they noticed the child's interaction when the mother came back. And based on the child's reaction to when the mother came back was how they came up with this attachment theories. Okay. So this preoccupied kid is happy to see the mother, but doesn't, you know, clings to the mother, but won't give her eye contact because he doesn't know what the mother's going to do when the mother comes back. So right. It creates a person that needs a relationship, clingy, holding on for dear life, you know, obsessed with relationship, jealous as an adult. Yeah, this is the one right here.
1: This the one. That's, <laughs> that's deep. Me.
0: That's deep. But, but that means that we got to be consistent parent, with I our mean, children. Yes, that's like we have to be consistent yes. because if you're not consistent with children, they will always grow up in the world and be unsure. Yeah, especially about relationships
1: because i think about how just as a as a human being you have a day where it's like shoot if the baby touches the bowl you're just like oh baby don't touch that mm-hmm. and then they catch you on a wrong day or with that's a right. short fuse and it's just like damn then that's how you not to do that right. i'm guilty of that as a parent I, i'm think definitely had moments like that
3: <laughs> yeah
2: well, wow remember the child has to perceive it though so it's what mm. the child perceives which you can't control yeah. Mm. So don't walk on eggshells. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. You know you're a good enough yeah. mother and a good enough father. Everybody needs to know that. But we also need to be have a global perspective as how we're mm-hmm. impacting the children. We can't be careless. We have to be intentional and mindful when we're interacting with children and each other.
0: It's a lot. That's a lot. That's a huge responsibility. Yes. For right. a human, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder how people just be out here having kids and not thinking about how these kids are going to be. Uh, affected by your actions Mm -hmm. and even when you're trying your hardest to do things the right way it seems like you still gonna have a misstep yeah and then
1: having multiple children with multiple personalities and who register things differently there's like a lot of style stepping that we felt like we have to do on a day-to-day basis with the kids you know the way they receive information and wow all right so that's secure we have anxious uh, then we had avoidant, was it? Yes. Yeah. Avoidant, and then there's one more.
2: Yeah, this one is called fearful anxious, and um and childhood is called disorganized. And so, if we go back to that experiment, and the mother comes back in the room, and the kid just sort of freezes, mm-hmm. it didn't fit into the categories of ambivalent. It didn't fit into the category of you know preoccupied. It didn't fit there. Mm-hmm. So this child is abused. This child is emotionally abused, physically abused, or sexually abused. This child mm. has to get its needs met by someone that they're afraid of. Mm. And this child grows wow. up and it's fine in some cases. Some cases got a big booty. You understand? Mm. And you meet them. And this person struggles to be intimate. This person struggles to be vulnerable. They're afraid of people.
0: Wow. Man, that, th- so this reminds me of also growing up, Southern Baptist, getting your ass whipped all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and growing up and being afraid of people because mm-hmm. you constantly got beat. But I mean, you took it a step further, even if it's not physical abuse, getting verbally abused or even psychologically abused, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. fear. Everything is fear. Mm -hmm. So from the time a child is super young, if you use fear as a way to control them, even if it's not physical abuse, they can grow up with so many different issues.
2: Mm -hmm. That's right. They're hard to soothe. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, alcoholism is here. Drug addiction is here. They struggle to open up. They don't feel safe in the world. They're always looking for the next negative thing to happen. Right.
1: So how is Dang. an adult,
2: because I know these are embedded
1: as children, how is it is it possible to change this style as adult? Is it possible? Or do they just require everyone go see Delena
2: <laughs> to help them change? <laughs> that's why no one got out of their childhood unscathed. Nobody. Right, no the the one. Right. That's the truth. Even the the secure attached person doesn't mean that they didn't experience abandonment. Mm-hmm. So Think about this: the secure person believes um, they have a positive idea about themselves. They have a positive idea about other people, and they also have a positive idea about their childhood. Okay, so you can be ambivalent, you can be preoccupied, you can be these various things because of your experience in the first year of your life. But you can also evolve and transcend and become more right because you now are taking responsibility. For the issues you're causing in your life, I think the most important thing is for everybody to look at themselves, as opposed to looking at the partner. What in mm-hmm. me needs to change? Why do I keep having the same relationship but the faces change? Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at ourselves. And so, what do I do? What needs to happen? Well, there needs to be. Uh, you need either need to talk to somebody who you trust. You need to learn how to be honest with people, as opposed to being a victim of everything that has occurred. You're not a child anymore. However, you have an opportunity to reparent yourself. That's what therapy with, at least therapy with me, that's what it teaches you to reparent yourself. So you want to have a positive outlook on yourself and on others and on your childhood. So you can have been abandoned and still have a positive outlook on your childhood. Learn from your experience. See how it has built resiliency and grit in your life now. Be grateful for the things that you've been through. Like, that's how you grow into that.
0: You know, I feel like that's been us, both of us. Mm-hmm. Because I can look back at my childhood now and say, I think these things affected me negatively. But I can also look back at my childhood and say, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't go through these certain things. Right. Like, Absolutely. If I didn't have to, if my parents both didn't have to work and I didn't have to be dropped to my Aunt Wheezy house early in the morning and take the bus to school or have to take the bus back. Those things when I was younger affected me because other people got picked up from school. Mm -hmm. But now when I look back at my life, I'm like, it made me so much more independent, you know, and it, it gave me so many different gifts. Having to rely on other people taught me how to move in different rooms. That's how I view my childhood. I'd never look at my childhood like my parents fucked me up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd never look like that. It, to me, it was always, thank you. Mm-hmm. But Same. when you explain the way those attachments can affect you, I can see also how I've had issues, especially with relationships early on.
1: That's funny. That you mentioned that because we just had this conversation actually, Delana with our oldest son, where Deval felt like, you know what? I have to try to create some adversity in his life and you know how am I going to be able to do that because like with me when I was younger I used to take the bus to and from school and I used to have to pick up my brother when I was eight years old and bring him home and and you know be pretty much like a parent until my parents got home so it's funny you say that because it makes me think of like how we're trying to um not have our children feel like everything is going to be handed to them we want them of course to feel secure and feel loved but how do we put some level of adversity into their lives so they know that like this is just not the world where we have you here in this home you're going to deal with issues in the world
2: don't worry about it they're going to grow up and be ungrateful and (laughs) they're going to be entitled and ungrateful don't worry about it you know like just lord you'll, you'll cross that bridge it won't be attachment though Like, the hope is that Mm. even if they are entitled, then I'm grateful that they'll be able to have healthy relationships with people and feel attached Mm -hmm. to their friends. Because this affects Mm -hmm. how people show up socially as well, who they are in the room, you know. Um, You won't be able to curb it all. I've learned that. can't curb it all. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I have some entitled children of my own, and it's a trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, thank you for saying that, because I'm sitting here. If you're looking at me right now, I look kind of lost. I'm sitting here trying to figure out, dang, I, I don't want them to be avoidant. I don't want them to be fearful. You know, I, I want them to be secure, but I don't want them to be spoiled. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, as a parent, what is the formula to raise the most perfectly secure human? And I'm trying to think about it. And I like, I don't know.
2: Well, it's self-love. Feel kind of lost. That's how you teach your children self-love. how to love themselves and because mm-hmm. if you think about the uh, what the preoccupied person right they have a low value of themselves and a high value of others so they feel needy and so they don't necessarily love themselves found thing any parent can teach their child is to have a self love practice to love themselves mm-hmm. and to realize go. that god is not in the sky far far away from them but that god exists within them mm-hmm. so they yeah. always have access to their source mm that i think no that's
0: that's key see i, I feel good about that because if there's one thing i teach my boys yeah it's to love themselves yeah. i always speaks words of affirmation mm-hmm. to them i tell them to speak words of affirmation to themselves because i do think that that's important no so at least i know i'm doing one thing You're right one But thing. but i will <laughs> i will admit though when i walk in a room depending on my aura my kids look afraid like like I, if I'm being honest, That's true. when dad walks in a room, if my voice is a certain tone, mm-hmm. they do look up and they're just like, oh,
1: right. Or look. even if I in a moment may be scolding them about something, the first thing they do is look for you or they look yeah. at you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not I'm talking to you, not in that. But they're looking to see what dad's going to think or how dad's yeah. going to react to them, in that moment, maybe doing something that they're not supposed to be right.
2: doing. So remember, attachment affects you, and then it affects your parenting, right? So you're going to translate what you have. You can't transmit what you don't have. You can only transmit what you have. So of course, mm-hmm. the children are going to be concerned about right what you learned. What did, how did your family translate when you were in trouble?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. okay though. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. They okay. need to know the sound of the leader. Uh, male figure in the home. They need to respect that. They need to know authority. See, that's
0: that's important because you hear a lot of stories or things about parents who are turning into this new wave of parenting. And we had, we had someone on and they talked about soft parenting. Gentle parenting. Gentle parenting. Mm. And as a traditional parent, you know, growing up in the South, it was... Spoil, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now we don't hit our kids. Right. Like that's not that's not something that we we agree to subscribe to. Um, only time I hit my kids is if one of my kids hit another one of my kids. It's like a, I have to show you that I'm gonna protect you. So if anybody hits anybody, y'all getting hit by daddy in retaliation. Other than that, we kind of keep our hands off our children. Mm-hmm. But the fear factor does scare me sometimes when I walk in a room because I never wanted my kids to fear me. You know, I always wanted to respect me in my presence, but sometimes I'll talk to Jax and he'll just be looking and I'm like, you don't ever get hit. Why are you flinching? Like what, what
3: is
2: happening here? He feels it in his body. And so it's okay to stay firm with him and also to follow that firmness up with love. So you're affirming, I love you and mm-hmm. this but i'm not taking your shit you understand mm-hmm. and you will <laughs> yes. learn self discipline and you will learn to manage yourself and govern yourself and a person that loves themselves doesn't do that mm. so you're teaching them principles look no, at that
0: i like that see i i i like that because you can't walk through life just floating around thinking everybody just going right. to go with your pace no but you, you have to be disciplined
1: neither you know what i'm saying absolutely you can't Absolutely. Wow. So the word attachment in itself, Delena, just has, I think, for most like a stigma or can maybe be a negative connotation around it. So how can we view attachment as a good thing rather than a burden, seeing as though everybody has some yeah. sort of attachment style?
2: Well, everybody, every human being, we didn't come to this planet to do this thing by ourselves. We came to this planet to be in relationship with each other. I the way that I know myself. And I love myself and I deliver my purposes based on my relationship to the world.
4: So mm-hmm. attachment
2: is the same as relationship. Mm-hmm. You attach to other people, whether it's whatever level it may be, but you can only attach to the cadence and the rhythm and the energy of your first year of life. So, how do you want to be in relationships with people? Relationships are synonymous, connection, unity so there is no negative connotation it's just a theory the theorist mm-hmm. came up with the word attachment how does the what? child attach to the object the primary relationship and so how you were attached to that mother who loved you potentially loved you right but had her own issues but had her own attachment style will determine how you attach to your husband your best friend your employer Your boo, your favorite person, have you? And this is what I asked, you know, the the audience is that don't you know what it feels like to be in front of the person that is your person, but not have the ability to behave in a way that makes the relationship viable, sustainable, and effective?
3: Hmm.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. My mind is going right now because I'm going back in my mind and thinking about all the things I've done to my kids as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I just do not want to mess my kids up. Mm-hmm. But everything you're saying is, is like, it's true. You know, I do sit in front of you sometimes and, and wonder, like, is she like this because of the way her parents were? Am I responding to her like this because of the way? my parents were and what could my parents have done differently Oh, you know we
1: definitely are aware of that I mean you talk about how your relationship with your mom in turn made you look for certain things in a woman and then it also deals you deal with me in a kind of way where you're like well my mom and my dad did that or my mom did that to my dad so my wife is not doing that to me because I saw how that hurt my dad Right. Like we've had many of moments like yeah. that, you know, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. You're like I wasn't exposed to this because I didn't see my parents do it. So now I had to learn how to be of service to you in that capacity because I've never seen it or experienced it.
2: This conversation is Ooh. very evolved. I want to say the fact that we're even seeking answers to our behaviors and addressing the internal, um, I'll say, reactions that we're having, you know, like. You two uh, can see each other. A child needs to be seen, right? A child needs to feel mm-hmm. valued. A-, a child needs to know that their needs will be met. Most importantly, a child needs to have the ability to make mistakes, right, and learn in an environment that's safe. And so that's what you two have to give your sons. But it sounds like that's what you two are giving each
4: other,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely, right? absolutely. I, Delana, that da- you hit early. the nail. Yeah. on the head with that one so often now in our relationship years later where my first instinct would have been to defend myself or to point out where I know Kadeen is wrong now it's like let me understand what she's saying let me see even if I don't agree if I could at least understand her perspective and try to meet her wherever she is that was not happening when we first got married or even when we first dated. Mm-hmm. It was always, I got to prove that I'm right so that I can win or at least show her that I know what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. I don't really care about that. It's yeah. more about, let me see where, where I could have been wrong in making her feel a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ha-
1: and I'm still working on that part because sometimes I feel like I need him to understand my intention when I either say something or do something or there's an action that I perform that he doesn't like and instead of me saying okay I acknowledge the way this made you feel in turn I'm just like well that's not the way I intended it that was not what I was seeking to do
0: Delena, this is the first time she's admitted that <laughs> like this is I'm wow wow we had a breakthrough. <laughs> how much you charge, Delana? <laughs> this is the first time she's ever admitted that. I'm
1: shocked. Right. So my aim, knowing that that is something that bothers him greatly, is for me to say, all right, Kadeen, this may not have been your intention. This may not have been the way that you <laughs> expected this to go. But here's how it made him feel. So let's focus on that first. And then we can, you can say to yourself, well, girl, that's not how you meant it. but yes, <laughs> yes.
2: right so uh um.
3: yes
2: <laughs> Delaina, you
0: have no idea how many years i've been trying to explain that very thing to her kadeen it's not about what you intended it still made me feel a way and well, it was it always to my used attachment to be the style no i get I'm it
1: wondering if it's just me feeling fearful of disappointing my parents maybe so i always felt like everything i did i had to have a reason to explain why i did it and i needed you to understand why i did it because i felt like i'm not crazy in this moment i was very well thought out in why i did what i did but i was very fearful of disappointing my parents growing up in a really strict west indian household it's like you want to make sure that the the last thing you do is disappoint your family and not just your parents, but your extended family. And I was the first grandchild, the first niece, the first daughter. So there was this pressure I felt growing up, mm. not wanting to disappoint. And
2: That so sounds preoccupied. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's like you strive for self-acceptance through validation. Yeah. Mm. And you don't want to feel not good enough in those situations. You don't want him to see you in any imperfection. Mm -hmm. You feel it in your body and it's overwhelming. And it's not a new feeling. It's habitual.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Is that our, wow. Is it? Yeah. Did you hear the baby crying too? (laughs) But uh, no, my God. Yes. There's this like perfection, this level of perfection that I strive to. And it's almost embarrassing for me to feel like I'm not living up to that as a wife or as a mom.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. See, Delaina, every time you come, we have a different type of breakthrough. So this this is what we're going to do. We're going to have to take a quick break really quick. So I know Delaina has a heart out. We have some listener letters that typically we try our best to answer the listener letters. But since we have a professional, we would, we're wondering if you would listen to them and try to point out what kind of attachment this person has. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and go through the listener letters. Sounds good.
1: Sounds good.
0: But all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
0: That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine.
4: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done
2: God.
0: All right, now we're back after our break. Of course, we're with Delana Zimmerman. Coincidentally, my family is from down south. Their last name is Zimmerman as well. Did we have that conversation? No. Yes, the mm-hmm. Zimmermans, the Ellises, and the Zimmermans.
1: Oh shoot! oh.
2: Yes. <laughs> be... Look from out, south south that number is this big. So. Yeah, black Zimmermans. Black
0: Zimmermans. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. from down south.
2: All right, from down
1: south. We have to do some research.
0: So here we go. Number one, I have been in a relationship for almost two years now with this amazing person. He's had some bad experiences with girls and family, which causes him to be very closed off. He doesn't like to communicate unless he gets mad and lets it all out in a bad way. We have been through so much and recently got stuck at a wall that we need to climb over together. However, sometimes I feel as if I'm the only one willing to fight to continue this relationship. I know he is an amazing person, but all the heart and pain from the previous relationship is causing him and I to clash more than it is allowing us to grow and build an empire. I love him. I want nothing but happiness for us, but how do I get through to him and help him understand I'm here to uplift him and not tear him down? I just want him to understand that he is a king with or without me, and I support him no matter what, even if it means he needs to take a step back from things to figure some things out. I hope you guys are able to give me some advice on how to deal with this. Elena?
2: Well, He sounds dismissive, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? He he sounds like she's begging him to be intimate and vulnerable with her. I see your beauty, but he can't reciprocate to her what she needs. She sounds like she is preoccupied. Yes, she needs it.
3: Right?
2: Mm -hmm. She's, give me the relationship. Give me what you got. Give me what you got. Make me whole. I can make you whole. And that's what it sounds like to me. And no, Mm -hmm. you can't. I have to let that reader know you cannot make this man whole. Mm. Mm -hmm. He has to do his own work. He has to realize his own kingdom, his own kingship, in order for him to become a king. You can't create that in him.
0: These, These listener letters often sound so similar, right? It often seems like there's a man who is unsure about how or what and there's a woman that's like I want him to be the king that I need him to be. Mm-hmm. How can I make him be what I need him to be? Right. Th- there's a lot of similarities in almost every listener letter. I'm believing that it's how we're conditioned mm-hmm. as people. Men are raised a certain way, women are raised a certain way, and that's why when we get to this point of trying to be intimate with each other there's always a block.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: what are your thoughts on that, Delena?
2: Well, you know, we talked a little bit about being descendants of the enslaved in America, and that mm-hmm. has created a certain conditioning. And I have to say it because I do not want us to kind of tiptoe around this thing.
0: Right. Absolutely. Okay?
2: Exactly. Um, the way that um, men and women had to be conditioned had so that they could survive on a plantation in slavery. Right. So women were taught to be independent and not necessarily show their emotion. And they were taught to uh, protect the man because they saw the man be brutalized. So their sons, they taught to, you know, make small and don't become too much because you can be brutalized on the plantation. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were also taught not to look to the man as their source, their power, their strength, because why?
0: Could be taken He's away. going
2: to be taken away. He's going to be destroyed, ripped in half in front of you potentially. Mm. So this conditioning kept going. If we just say the day that slaves were freed, let's just say slaves are freed on Juneteenth, let's say. And Mm -hmm. so I'm rolling around. I've been been conditioned in slavery to be a particular way. The man has been conditioned in slavery to be a particular way because he was some slave mother's son. I'm some slave mother's daughter. And we get together. How am I going to raise my children? How are we going to raise our children?
0: The same way we were raised same
2: way we were raised absolutely and so on and that hasn't been that so many on. years ago and so on absolutely and so on and so on so here we are now in 2022 with the same conditioning from our plantation parents you said the South. i'm from, i have the people from the south that raised me i picked my own right. switch off the tree mm-hmm. oh so you know <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so It's going to create a particular type of dismissive attachment for young men because they can't show their emotion. It's going to create sort of a preoccupied attachment and dismissive attachment for women because they can't show their emotion. Or if they do, they can't get their grasp around the man it hasn't evolved and became. And that's a condition that we have. Yes. It's a sickness. The art. Yep.
0: This is the first time I've ever heard about attachments. Same. But it makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, to hear it broken down like that. It, it
0: really makes wow. so much sense, especially wow. when you look at society and even the issue that we're having. Even if you look at social media and you see the debates, even though I, I like to say social media is typically the loud minority. Yes. You know, the vast majority of people who are thinking freely and intellectual about these things are not on social media. Right. But when you see the debates on social media, how people are responding to each other, especially in our communities, that makes sense. right. All of this conditioning for hundreds of years, you know, is not going to be changed in one or two generations.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Willie Lynch no? promised it would last three hundred years. He was wrong. It's lasted four hundred
1: Wow. Thanks. And I think we're finally acknowledging it in our generation yes. the millennials, yeah. for sure. So we we got work to do. See, this
0: is why we got it. We don't even have time for another listener mm-hmm. letter. We have to have Delana back again because I I I we do want to <laughs> No, definitely because keep <laughs> every time you come, it kind of like it's like a light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like what well, this is why I understand why people go to therapy. Yes, because it just teaches you so much about social behavior. Yes, but being a parent, I think it's important for me. This is another thing we should talk to. Parents should go to therapy. In order to learn how to better parent, yes, Conscious communicate parenting. with you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There goes yeah. my moment of thought, right? My, my Your moment of truth. My moment of truth.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. we're always growing toward more secure attachment. I am. Mm-hmm. I am. So, I mean, we could talk about this for a long time. I, I just yeah. wanted to add one other piece.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Close us out. Security is not the responsibility of your partner. So you make me feel insecure when you do that. When you do that, it affects my insecure issues, my um, my abandonment issues. Like so, that's what Mm -hmm. the conversations are or sounding Mm -hmm. right. Security Mm -hmm. is not anyone else's responsibility. If I'm a safe person, I'm responsible to feel insecure to feel secure in myself, and I bring my secure self to relationships my autonomous self to relationships. Hopefully you feel secure in yourself and you can bring that to the relationship and then we can be safe with each other. But if I'm looking for you to make me feel a particular way, I am enslaved, I am Ooh. dependent Ooh. and I am going to, we're go- this relationship doesn't have the ability to survive that. Oh, Security is your issue so you that's the first healing.
0: time i've ever heard that yeah because we hear that about happiness right. no one else can make you happy right. but i've never heard anyone say no one else can make you feel secure, secure. that's yeah. not my responsibility that's deep that's
1: super deep wow a word on a wednesday <laughs> thank you My joy. oh my goodness season seven i'm looking forward to season eight i know <laughs> i know all good stuff um but one more time y'all give it up for Delena zimmerman thank, thank you. you so much thank you for having me it's never long enough with you it's never we appreciate no. you absolutely um taking us on i know this was like a quick hey we have a topic real quick right, can you jump on this call today so we appreciate you and we hope that someday we can re- meet in person where are you based at again los angeles los angeles okay so when okay. we're back on the west coast and if rona and armarian and all <laughs> calm down i would love to meet you in person one day for like an in-studio session absolutely i can just imagine the energy in that space would be amazing because it's always amazing through zoom so thank
2: you again thank you and tell
1: like everybody the where they the can day. find you yeah
2: oh you can find me on instagram at delana zimmerman therapy also delana zimmerman com. Sounds
1: good. All right. So, moment of truth time. Now well, that we. Well, first and
0: foremost, if you'd like to be featured as one oh, of our yes. listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
1: That's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. Now, on to the moment of truth time. Um, Do you have one? Where yes, do I do have available? a moment of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, always
0: speaking to Delana is it's like enlightening mm-hmm. because, of course, she's a professional at what she does, but she also makes you think about things, right? Yes. We've heard so many people talk about happiness, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not responsible for my spouse's or my partner's happiness. Mm -hmm. One thing she said today that resonated with me is also, I am not responsible for my spouse's security. Mm. That I've never heard that before, but I heard it today Mm -hmm. and it really made it resonated with me. Yes. Because you and I had had this conversation. And our concerns every time we step out, I hope my wife is, a you know, My hope my wife feels comfortable mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. And learning today that it's not up to me to make you feel comfortable. Right. It is up to you to find comfort within yourself within and to bring that to the relationship and vice versa. It's up right. to me to feel comfortable and let you, you know, let you, that's what we talk about. Uh, remember, we did a whole podcast on um, no rules. Yes. Yeah, Remember, we did a we whole did. podcast yeah, on no did. rules yeah. and no obligations. We did. And this is, once again, affirmation that we're on the right path to living a healthy relationship with no obligations nope. and freedom of choice. A
1: freedom of choice. is always, a, And I love how that security then spirals into trust, like she said. Yeah. like It's hand in hand. So the more secure we are within ourselves, yeah. we're able to then trust that we're doing our parts, mm-hmm. and then we just leave it up to our partner to do their part. Um, my moment of truth is we talk about people going to therapy, going to therapy, but I never realized how vital therapy is for someone having a child and how that can help you unpack who you are, how you were raised and how all of those things you're now bringing to your parenting style, not just that relationship, but your parenting style. And then you shaping the way your child deals with attachment in this world Mm -hmm. and attachment. Again, like we said, not being a negative word or a stigma, but relationships yeah. how does your child then deal with relationships based off of how you've parented them for that fragile 18 month period yeah which makes me feel like i'm gonna have dakota with me the entire time now <laughs> i can't let him cry because now. he's Here gonna have go. attachment issues about and nope. i'm gonna have to no you wasn't no. listening Delana said, <laughs> know, you kidding. cannot walk <laughs> on eggshells
0: there's a balance there's a balance so, i should always be uh you should, they should always leave with love
1: absolutely so. we're always ending and leading with love yeah. all right y'all well Find us on social media at Deadass The Podcast. I'm Kadeen I am
0: and I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And this
1: is a shareable episode, y'all, because everyone can find something yes. to relate to in this. And be honest with yourself, and try to dissect yourself, and share this with someone who you think might be able to get some gems, because there were a lot.
3: Deadass,
1: <laughs> there was an abundance of gems, <laughs> <laughs> overflowing.
0: Deadass is a production of iHeart Media Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth: no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you.